You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man, Biff Lathrop. What's going on, Biff? Not much, eh? Everything's good. Everything's rocking and rolling, staying busy. It's yep. the season. We are we are got golf tournaments going left and right, brother. Golf tournaments galore. Golf tournaments galore. This is what we do this time of year. We, yep. we literally unload, reload, and go to the next one. So, uh, In fact, I see your trailer around the state sometimes. <laughs> you know what? We were at Florence for so long. A couple of weeks ago, we just uh, we left the trailer there for three weeks. Yep. So, it was like running a six-day golf tournament with a two-week <laughs> break in between. So, it was... um. It was good, but we've had a we had a really good June, uh, starting off good with July and uh, working our way up to the big one, the, the amateur first of August. So yep. we're we're at excited. the Dunes Club. That's right, at the Dunes Club, and and we since we last were together, we were able to finish up our field for the amateur championship. We had uh, two two qualifiers. Okay, uh, we did one on July the fifth over at Oak Hills. I uh, had twenty one players make the cut to to get to the championship at seventy three or better. Wow. And uh, South Carolina's own Rafe Reynolds was yeah. our medalist that day. He shot eight under par, 64. So I call him uh, Rage Reynolds because <laughs> somebody misspelled his name one time in a publication. Oh, yeah? And uh, that's if it's a nickname. He said, nah, but I call him Rage. Well, listen, with well, the name of Biff, I, I can I understand how <laughs> things get misspelled. With the name of Rafe, I can certainly understand yeah, how that would happen. Right. But he's a great kid, great yeah. player, obviously. And we'll look forward to seeing him in contention up there at the Dunes Club. And then came back two days later, and we went to the Country Club of South Carolina in Florence. Yep. A little smaller field. We had 11 players qualify at 73 or better. So, obviously, one over par is the score. I think that was three of our four qualifiers wow. one over par. Let you know for next year what you need to do. That's it. Um, Plays getting better. Callahan Kiever. Yeah. Uh, so, the spread wasn't much. Callahan was the medalist that day at 200 par 70. Man. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was 11 guys all within a couple shots tight. of each other. So, yeah. it was tight. But we had a good day. Uh, while, while that was going on, um, we had actually started the day before just down I-95 at Florence Country Club, finishing up our, our Grant Bennett Jr. Yep, good three-day tournament. Yep, three-day tournament. Uh, man, just, just great great opportunity out there. And, and since we had that event, I'd like to say a special appreciation and thanks to Drew Clark, their superintendent, uh, for years and years has helped us and been a big part of what we've done with amateur championships and senior championships and all kinds of great things. He's gone to – focus on his landscaping business yeah. but we want to thank him and all the superintendents out there to do everything they do for us to make these events happen yeah um but at the grant bennett we had three different age groups 12 and under mr uh, right right from Blythewood, south carolina this connor wolf yeah uh connor scored a total of 12 under par wow and we did a little bit different this year for that age group they played nine holes the first day nine holes the second day and then they played 18 the third day wow and so with all that being said and done he shot a score of 130 minus 12 uh <laughs> unbelievable for 12 and under yeah um 13 and 14 age group from right here in columbia with a playoff victory uh over will ruth from moore yeah uh owen atkinson uh, shot a score 221 yeah yep. to win his age group and then in the 15 and 18 and the overall championship right there hometown home cooking yeah mr jay smith i was shot proud of jay 66, 71, 66 for a one-shot win over Spence Haygood. We all know it's, you, it's hard to win at home. It's hard to win at home. Yeah. It's the pressure, man. But you know what? Florence, I mean, we did the amateur championship out there in, what, 17? And little Greg Jones, who we've yeah. had on this broadcast before, right. won the hometown. So I was lucky enough. We went and played that Friday. 
as those groups were finishing, I was teeing off number one at Florence. And oh. that, that thing was tough. Yeah. I think I shot 84 that Well, day. they grew the rough up for the junior championship, and then they left it the way it was for yes. the two weeks later for the Grant Bennett. I'm, I'm sure those members were ready for us to leave. Probably so. so. Could, whoever's in charge now can go <laughs> cut that rough down. It was good. It was, it was good. good. But they did a great job, and we had a great field. And our, our junior staff has just worked their tails off, and they literally this time of year, they, they, they are very rarely in the office. They are on the road. And yep. uh, Justin Fleming has led that charge and done a great job with it and his team. And just want to thank them for all their hard work. I walked up to – I said, am I late, Justin? Am I supposed to be here this morning? He, he didn't even realize what I was doing there. Kind of probably different for you being in that situation. It was. Work it, when we were out there working. Yeah, it was totally different. Well, we uh, we finished up those events. And uh, so coming up here right in front of us after this episode airs, we're going to have the uh, – on July the 18th and 19th, we've got the USGA USAM qualifier going on at Camden. Okay. 36-hole event. I'd love to see how those boys – how Camden holds up That's with those boys. I'm great sure it will test. do everything it does. Yeah. Uh, that same week, July the 19th to the 21st, we'll be at the Blade up at Thornblade Country Club. Yeah. Yep. Got a great feel for that, as usual. Uh, that next week, July the 26th, Michael McKee takes his player series uh, over to Crowfield Country Club in North Charleston. Nice. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. We One of the best snack bars around. They got some it. good food, man. They do a good job with it. They got real good food there. Michael's, Michael's done a great job with his player series. It has done exactly what we wanted, which is just kind of – give that extra uh, uh, level for these p- kids to compete at and earn their yep. way into some of these events like the Blade yep. and like the Beth Daniel. Provide uh, an opportunity. Provide an opportunity. It's, it's, it's our Corn Ferry Tour, if you will. That's right. Uh, those, those guys. <laughs> What's your live tour? Do you have one? <laughs> well, we're, uh, not yet. we're not on the live tour yet. <laughs> the, the funds are not quite there for the live tour yet for the SCGA. Bad joke, Al. My bad. That's all right. We uh, Our junior crowd goes straight from the Blade. They, they go the next week. They're going to be down at Palmetto Dunes, the Hills course for – the Jimmy Self. Yeah. Uh, ought to be good and hot, as it usually is down there for, for the Jimmy Self. I got to play with the superintendent at Palmetto Dunes, and we were talking about the Jimmy Self and how it's a big deal. It's a great deal. It's a real big deal, and the kids love it. They have a great time down there. And uh, That same weekend well, that's going, we are taking our top eight finishers uh, and alternates from, from the junior championship. We're going down to take on that Georgia squad in the Georgia-South Carolina team matches. We'll be at Savannah Golf Club on the 30th and 31st. Nice. Uh, to keep that long-running tradition going. This is one of the longest-running junior invitational matches yeah. in the nation. Yeah, in the country. And uh, these top kids are really excited about it. And I, one thing I didn't mention was we just also finished – Those a lot of those same kids uh, have gotten back from our Watson Cup that across we did over pond. in Scotland, over across yeah. the pond. Yeah. Uh, they spent 10 days over there and – uh, we were very fortunate after a three-day match with the with the juniors from Edinburgh, Scottsboro, Scotland, yeah. uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, the uh, United States squad, South Carolina squad, brought back the Watson Cups. So we won on the final day there, so they had a, they had a great event, great 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 opportunity, and, and good good place to go. The pictures online. I was so jealous of those kids. I mean, that was good for them. Oh, man. I bet I want to go over What an there. experience. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I never got anything like that. A lot of us have never had anything like this. A lot of no. people today have never had anything like that. I mean, to, to have an event like that and have it sponsored and, and us be able to take those kids over there and represent, it right. was uh, – What a treat. Man, it was really cool. It was good yep. for them. So, we, uh, we're we excited. We're, we're, we're excited to get going. Looking forward to that Amber Championship coming up, like I said, the 1st of August. And uh, you can follow all the scores and all the, all the action through your MySCGA app. Yep. Uh, download it. It's free for 
Apple and Android and follow all the scores and see what's happening throughout the day. Sign up for tournaments. Yep, yep. So it's uh, and I'm excited. This is the you know this is the last one of our episodes from our Florence yes series. Putting the bow on Florence. Putting right the now. bow on Florence, uh, and I'm excited. We've got one of our own, our board member, yeah, a long time participant, Mr. Paul T. Davis. Yeah, Paul T. Doctor Paul T. Davis. Doctor Paul T. Yeah. Uh, he was on here with us, and this is a special treat for everyone—a dual episode with Doctor yep. Paul T. Davis, and then. Your 1958 U.S. Junior Champion. My man. Buddy Baker. Buddy Baker. Yep. That was a good surprise. Yep. That so was. we tried to get Buddy for an interview. We didn't hear back. And he showed up at the end of the thing. And so I think it's just me and Buddy. On yeah. That. I think yeah. you and Buddy did a solo yep. on that one. But uh, it was a good. You'll enjoy both of these, Dr. Davis and Buddy. So here you go. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. Paul, Dr. Paul T. Doctor, Davis. get it right. Doctor, uh, Dr. Davis. Welcome to SCGA Off the Hazel. Thank you. I just realized, is he a board member too? Yeah, he's okay. on the board. Wow. Been on there for, uh, what now, two years? Two years. Two years now. Yeah. Well, you're not here because of that, but kudos yeah. to serving on the COVID, board. COVID board member. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a prime board member, Florence representative. So you're probably driving up to Columbia for a bunch of meetings then, aren't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Here you All are. the time. And the board retreat. Are y'all still doing that? Or is that done? Yeah, we did the board retreat. We were at Quixote back in March. Um, oh, nice. That was a homeschool. You could go back and forth for that one, though, Dan. That's right. That's right. I went back and forth. Quixote was a jewel yeah it is a good one uh so tell me how how did you get introduced to golf uh well both my parents my mom uh is a golfer my dad's my dad actually was a was a, a pretty good golfer he was a scratch player at one time but he grew up on a farm and then started playing football and i don't know if you ever knew that but grew up in florence johnson he grew up in darlington okay went to st john's yeah Football and was his primary. Football was his thing, and he and he ended up playing. He was a running back, played at NC State, and um, huh. and then he left there and went to Wofford because he decided he wanted to be a, a position. Okay. And so uh, he didn't start playing golf, I don't think, until maybe after medical school, somewhere in there, in the late '60s. But he loved it really? and became. He did everything 110 percent, and uh, so and then he and my mom met. And, the, and she she was introduced to golf through him. And she's also a physician? And mom was a nurse. Nurse, okay. Yep. So she yep. had not played until yep. she met him? That's right. Oh, wow. That's Interesting. Right. Yep. She's a very good player. We're going to get to that. She, <laughs> she is. She is. So they got me introduced to golf, and, and I was fortunate. Very, very lucky. Um, grew up not far from, from here around the corner. Did you and, grow up on um, that? Off number eight? Off number eight. Okay. That's cool. right. Yep. Off number yeah. eight. So... So I was very lucky to do that, and Dad got me out here when I was five or six years old, and um, you know, just grown up to love love this place and yeah. everything that's about. A lot's changed out here since you were young. Yes, clubhouse being one, a new clubhouse, golf course, pretty much the same. Different yeah. greens, different greens. Well, 
it's improved, but it's the same bones by all means. That's right. Well, maybe I don't know. It definitely has gone through some changes. Like oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, back in the day, big time. But that was before you. Were so, playing. well, right. no, actually, they were Bermuda when I grew up, um, and then in 1987, 88, they they converted to bent, and that was okay. um, we had John Lafoy out here. And yeah. Jimmy Finkley and my dad yeah. and Buddy Baker were all um, on the board. Alan McCall, I think, yeah. and and uh, a lot of guys. And they they converted to bent at that point in time, kind of resurfaced everything. And then Dad and Jimmy and Buddy parlayed that into their own golf course reconstruction company. Really? Yeah, wow. So they now started they, new, new 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 information here. I had no so idea they, about that. They, I didn't know yeah, that either. Yeah. So they they redid. A course in Delaware. Uh, they redid some green. I think a couple greens out at Yamens. Wow. Um, they did a few greens down in Florida, and they got. I think they got involved for two or three years. And your dad probably knows all of this. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and they realized, you know, a doctor and a lawyer and an accountant <laughs> probably weren't the best suited for for a business like that. See, I learned so, something new here. I didn't know. So, I didn't know it was Bermuda and then to Bent. It was Bermuda, know. then Bent, and then back to yeah. if Bermuda. I'm not mistaken yeah. that was right yeah. around the time Chuck had just gotten here Chuck Green and there was that's right from what I from what Chuck told me there was some there was a member who doubted the faith of if could he pull off the bent grass and it might have been Finkley or somebody kind of stuck up for him and it was a done deal Chuck was a bent yeah. guy anyhow though wasn't he I don't know he was a Lake City guy at that point <laughs> Lake City keeps coming up here around it here does. he was a Lake, Lake City, City guy but, but Chuck uh, Chuck was great we've been we were lucky to have Chuck for a long time. No, Chuck's, yeah. Chuck is a good And you work? Did you work I did. With Chuck? So my, when I applied here, it was really to work for Chuck, and Eric Smith at Golf Shop hired me. So I probably would have been to Ori Georgetown Tech and be a superintendent had I gone to work for Chuck. But I ended up in the golf business, and here we are back again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just one of those things of fate that really shaped my career was that they needed a cart guy worse than they needed somebody on the green staff. So, yeah. 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 It's amazing. But um, – your mom, when I worked here, she was an avid. She played with the ladies, but she also competed in other tournaments, did yes, she not? Yes, And I don't think she was a scratch player necessarily, was she? No, she was never a scratch, but she could break 80. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Which, yeah, yeah. which is like a scratch. I mean, you know, right. when, when yeah. you get a bunch of ladies together sometimes. Right. I mean, that, yeah. She was like, definitely one of the perennial contenders there for the club championship. And she worked at it. She had fun. She was always yeah, – the Carol was always cool, man. You know, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, and her hair. I always loved her hairdo. <laughs> you ever, you ever no, his mom? No, I don't. Describe your mom's hairdo. Uh, Back then, we're talking mid nineties. You know, I, that's, that's it's hard like to describe. A rock star. I, yeah, maybe that's a, that's probably a pretty. Is good, that right? Pretty yeah. good description. Yeah, yeah. She, um, but she still plays. You know, she plays two or three days a week. She's still she, out here. She's. I, I'm not going to say how old she is, but she's. <laughs> she. Uh, she. It's impressive that she's, playing, that she's playing. And she had a hole in one. Um, I want to say a year and a half ago. Awesome! Wow, and it was about rare. forty years between her first one and her last and her last one. Wow! And one in the middle. So, That's great. Yeah. So were you it's growing up here, growing up at Florence, junior golf. How did you, did you play junior golf in school, high school, and so other sports? Or? Um, yeah, I started playing golf, junior golf. Um, I think my first memory of you was. At the 1983 or 84 wow. Lexington, uh, the state championship, yeah. and of course your dad was there and involved, and and um and that was the year 
that Charlie Reimer, I think, won. 83. Yeah. It was 83? Yeah, okay. that's right. And, uh, and I remember you and I and Jarrett Grimes and <laughs> some, some of those that crowd all hanging out on the putting green. Yeah. And back then it was, you know, my parents didn't show up to the th- those kind no, of things. None of them did. None of them did. I see and all these so, juniors with parents walking around. My parents never saw me. Never came. Unless so. dad was running the tournament I was playing in. Right. <laughs> So I stayed. I stayed with one of my parents' friends, Dick Melton, in in uh, Columbia, every year for that thing for oh. a long time. And and um, and I remember us hanging out. And I remember your dad. I actually got in a playoff that year with Sean White. Oh, I remember and, um, Sean White. And we was a nine. We, we played nine holes. It was the Pee Wee Division, and we went four holes. And I remember your dad followed us the the whole time. And that was my first. Sean White. He's from up big, in uh, the Anderson area, I believe it was. Yeah. Up in the upstate area. Piedmont, the Anderson, yeah. right. Long time ago. Played, yeah, played at Clemson. That's a good callback right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty but, good, Paul. I got to be honest with you. My, but I, I remember, and Michael Thigpen, who's yeah. also here in Florence, he won the 14-15 that year. <laughs> and, uh, so, Who taught you uh, golf? Your dad? My dad uh, was taught, taught me a lot of golf. My mom, you know, the swing, but I was we were real fortunate to have a lot of good pros here. You know, yeah. you mentioned Eric. Um, when I was growing up, the first one that I remember was Scott Bailey. Yeah. And heard Scott that name. was just a, a the consummate professional. You know, dressed to the nines and you know, <laughs> was a was a good good golfer. Um, he kinda got me introduced and then and then Bob Boyd yeah. came after that. And so Bob was here the entire time I was in high school and uh, so I, I, I Actually, Greg, spent a lot of time with Bob. Greg said he played more than he worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, just kidding. I'm he not, did. He did. He Bob, Bob, Bob was a great player, and he, he had such a great career at that time. And um, and I spent a lot of time with him, and he was – you know, spent a lot of time with Buddy Baker, with Jimmy Finkley. Um, all those guys played with the juniors, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was something that we're trying to – Encourage here more of is just the and those juniors. guys were great players too. and they were great players yeah. and both of them. I mean, Buddy's a U.S. Junior Champion. Binkley yeah. was a state amateur champion. Well, so I mean, I know back in my day, just like you were talking about, when I went out and played golf, I played with guys that were older than me all the time. I mean, right. I mean, I learned a lot from playing from those guys, either either how to handle their game or how to get the bet right on the first tee or right. whatever it might be. Right. And I was let Bob took me one summer chuck used to caddy for bob some yeah. and y'all and probably PGA talked to chuck about some of that and one summer chuck must not have been available so bob asked me when i was 15 he had just won the national club pro and uh asked me to caddy for him in the u.s open wow. and um, so i went up brookline nice at, and where they're i think they're having it there this year mm, i don't know i can't remember i don't know um but and caddy there for him and how was that that was uh Nerve-wracking for a that was year old? quite an experience. It was it was a great great experience. Bob was so much fun. He and Pam and um, but we went up there and he was best friends with Calcavecchia. Okay, and um, so that Calcavecchia was a was a big deal back oh, yeah. then. Yeah, you know, and and so for me that was you know I was pretty starstruck. Darn right. Yeah. fifteen years old. Yeah, they're doing that. Yeah. Okay, so here's my thing. If I was just to pick up a bag, I would feel comfortable caddying. But when it came to raking that bunker, I'd want to make sure I did it right. You you, it there right. was no thought of that. You were just – Well, just no, I was, I, was, I was trying to make sure I did it right. There were a lot of a lot of comments from the crowd about, you know, how young I was, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. But, you know. I get nervous now. I was just at the SEC championship, and I raked the bunker for one of the kids, and I was nervous as a tick doing that. They made sure I did it right. right. So, 
I can only imagine being 15 and doing that. Well, and Bob, you know, you certainly didn't want to be the, the reason that he, he played poorly or anything like that. But Man, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. U.S. Open caddy. U.S. Open. And then, and then later that year, I caddied for him in the uh, – at that time was the World Series of Golf in Akron. Huh. And he – as the national club pro champion, he got an invitation to that. Wow. And uh, so that was a – those were two fun events. And yeah. So – so Bob, Bob, you know he was such a great ball striker. I was gonna say back when we had the Florence Pro Am, used to be a big deal. Such a big deal. They would have just the pros show up the night before, and they'd have a little shootout themselves. Oh yeah. And Herbert Ames ran it. You know it was a fun deal. Everybody won cash, but you won more the further you made it. And the first hole, they put you in the bunker on eight, a fairway bunker, and you got to tee it up. But that's. Bob aced it, first shot, made it. Oh, really? And so everybody's like, well, yeah. <laughs> fun, fun game. Thanks, yeah, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got to meet him a few times when I was a cart guy. Man, the pool, did you know the pool used to be out there? Did you ever come no, here? I, no, I did. The pool was in the parking lot by Seven Green? Yeah, it was right here. Yeah. Really? Right, yeah. yeah. I had no yeah, idea. They did yeah. the clubhouse. They moved it down there where the tennis courts are. Right. right. I don't remember the old clubhouse. This is the only clubhouse I think I've, I, can, I, can, I, I can actually thought, remember. Did you ever come play in the uh, – Junior invitational? I don't, I don't, no. no, I never no, did. Okay. I never did. He didn't get it. That, that, <laughs> when, when was this clubhouse done? Do you know? So you this was done. I, I moved away in 1990 and came back 16 years later. And it was sometime in the late 90s, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, would that be about it, it right? Probably 96, yeah. 97. Yeah. Okay. Mid, late I only 90s. worked in the old clubhouse like six months to a year max. And I started here in 95. And I was thinking, trying to, you, I didn't really know you back then. You would show up every now and then. You must have been off of college doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I knew you, knew who you were, but you weren't around Florence. Right. I'd see you once every six months or so. You know? Yeah. Where'd you move? Yeah. Where'd you go? You were gone for 16 years? So, left left after high school, college at, at Wofford, and then um, I did. I went to Charleston, okay. worked in Charleston for a year, dental school after that, residency after that, and then I practiced dentistry there for six years. And then ended up moving back home. Okay. I never knew that. Yeah. I yeah. never knew yeah. you were in Charleston that yeah. long. Let's I mean, talk yeah. about Paul Sr. real quick. Yeah. I assume he's senior. Yeah, he's senior. Yeah. Uh, if he's the third, right? That's Is he right. the third? Yes, he's okay. the third. Um, he's the third. I, I always get confused. I might call you Thomas. Don't. don't yeah, that's fine. Right. You know, hey, I've been called a lot worse. Paul T. I got <laughs> So, what year – do you remember what year your dad served? It's when I worked here. It's 97, 98. Okay, when he was SCGA president. On the board. Yeah. yeah. But he yeah. was a president, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He's president. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he was on the board longer. longer yeah, back then you were on the board forever long until you <laughs> until you left, I guess. Yeah. Until you got to be president and then your <laughs> term was over. So were you around well, – you weren't really around Florence then when he was president, were you? No, I was not around. Okay. I, I was – like I said, I left in 90, 1990, and that's about the time – that they got on the board. I'm, I'm guessing right. sometime in the early '90s. Yeah, and then you know he he, he was sick and had some uh, heart trouble and okay. all that kind of stuff. About about the time that he was president, as he was yeah. he was you know had some health issues and um, he had he I've all seen. I mean I've saw him around here. He didn't play much golf then. He must have been going through the same health issues. That's right. He would come out and hang out with Herbert and those guys. But oh yeah, uh, he was great. He was good for a smile, and as a board representative in your photos, <laughs> yeah. like for the trophy, you know, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, full of those. Yeah. I want to say even some father-son photos in Columbia, but um, he, uh, 
He had a, your dad had some swagger about him, man. He was just a cool dude. Did you ever get to meet him? Yeah, yeah, I got, I, okay. I knew, oh, yeah. I knew him, I knew him a little bit. He cut a cyst out of my neck one time. Oh, I had really? to come up wow. here and did something, did a little procedure on me. But uh, yeah, so I, I didn't, I didn't know him that well. I mean, I was just coming out of college at that point in time. I guess I was ninety six out of college. So yeah, I was just kind of getting my feet wet with the golf association. So part of believe that twenty five years ago, but yeah. that's uh. That's my little bit of time with him. I guess the only thing I'm mad at your dad about is he took Calvin away from us. <laughs> so Calvin was a long-time stag bartender here, men's men's bar. And uh, after Doc had some issues, he needed some help and kind of hired Calvin. Oh, is that Calvin, right? Yeah. Calvin, nice. um, he left the, the yeah. country club at some point in time. And, right. and dad, yeah, um, always loved Calvin and loved I taking care of him. I saw Calvin this morning. Did you really? I did. Please I did. tell him I said hello next time I you will. see him, if I you will. see him again. Sorry to do that on air. <laughs> no, that's great. I'm just like, tell Calvin I said hello too. I will, I will. I don't even know the guy. <laughs> if, 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 what's the guy from Love Boat? I know you're talking about uh, with the big mustache. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Calvin was a great guy. He was a great guy. We could tell some good stories, but not, not on the air. <laughs> that's back when you could go to the clubhouse. But, um, back in the day. Hell right. yeah. So, you – Step away from the game? Did you not? You probably didn't play for a while, did you? Right, I'm working. Mean, oh yeah, when I first got going, um, and I played a little bit through dental school and a little bit when I got going. And when you have small kids, everybody knows, you know, it's a right. It's a, a struggle to get time away and do things. <laughs> um, but I really didn't get back into it seriously, and I'm not not seriously, but playing yeah. once a week until I got back to Florence. Okay. And what year did you move back exactly? 2006. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what year was Thomas born? 2004. Is he your oldest? He's my youngest. Okay. You, yeah, so. you got a daughter. So I've got a daughter who's a sophomore at Wofford, about to finish wow. her sophomore year. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's. Not a golfer. Not a golfer, tennis player. Good for Yeah, I yeah, see that. Yeah. Is Tabitha so, a tennis player? Tabitha is not. She, she's, she's, tried, she's tried tennis, but that's. Is she a golfer? She's not a golfer. Okay. She's a she's a wonderful mother. She is great lady, good junior <laughs> golf mom. Always a smile, yeah, never yeah, complaint. I yeah. like that. You know, yeah. You can get her out here for the couples sundown or nine holes. Oh, we've done that. Yeah, we've done that. that. Yeah, we had a great time. All right, yeah. so let's talk T for a minute. Okay. T grew up playing out here. He did. He did. He got started early, um, and uh, you know, I, I never tried to push him too much. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad was a was was a wonderful dad but he he was a hunt grew up on a farm and back then i mean you know you you either worked or you worked at playing golf or you did something yep. and you better do it all the time and so he so he was a little bit more of a um you know he 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 wanted you out here if right. this was going to be your thing and so with thomas I tried a little different approach, although sometimes we end up doing what our fathers, what our parents do, you know. So, so as you know, well, so I've tried. You know, it, it's a struggle as a parent. Um, it's a lot harder watching right. a kid than it is doing it yourself. And so, but yeah, he did. He started out here um, early on, six, seven years old. Okay. And um, he there's a good group of kids he came up with. So, I guess Jonathan Langford was that. Who was here at the time? That's right. Jonathan was here at the time. And uh, and, and, and I think. He got in the program then. He got in the program. And he, he really didn't take on until a lot of his friends started, right. started doing it. And then, and then yeah. he became competitive. And then he, that's when he 
you know, wanted to come out and compete. Right. No, the group here between, you know, Gene, Paik, Tristan, I don't want to leave out a kid, you know, because there's so many. But There's so many good ones. They only drive themselves, make themselves better the more they get out here. And yeah, well, when you got all those, that kind of beat. crowd together and you got somebody to contend with, and not, it's just like us when we go try to find a game somewhere, you know, you want to find the game, right, where you're right. playing. And, uh, now, y'all going to – Y'all going to miss the junior golf tour run here a little bit? I mean, y'all were out there for a while. We've been out there for many, many years. And, uh, yeah, we'll miss it. We'll miss it. But, fortunately, we've got another opportunity. There you go. So, so he is going to – did I get this right? High Point? He's, he's going to High Point. Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to High Point. North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. 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 The Weary brothers uh, played there, I believe. Drew and Alec Weary. Okay. Or one of them, did I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think um, so. Birch Harrison, is he, who he's oh, going to room he with, I wow, think. Yeah. yeah, so. He's so, excited about it? Oh, yeah, he's very excited about it. Yeah. yeah, so. All right, so what was, what's one of the funniest things you've seen on the golf course during your <laughs> SCJGA days? I know you've seen something. <laughs> Give us. Well, he's probably going to kill me for saying this, but um, one of Thomas's best friends, who's like my second son, okay. Jay Smith. Yeah. Uh, one year they were competing in the Hootie event trying to get to the All-Stars. Uh, all yeah. And Jay was Jay's always been a good player, always a good competitor, and want, he wants to win. And I think he was a stroke or two ahead or right there at it. And it was coming, it was a Country Club of South Carolina on, on hole number six, okay. par five. Yeah. And he had a ball over by the lake, very close where he had to take his shoes off mm-hmm. or close to it. <clears throat> and he pulled a Woody Austin <laughs> oh, he went. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went down in, went swimming, Man. and uh, of course, I don't think that year it worked out for Jay. But, <laughs> but, um, but Jay has been a one. He's been such a good player. I've, it's been so good to see him do so well awesome. over the last year, year and a half. He's he's going places. Jay was there the day we had the Tom Watson Cup unveiling the touching. He was down there. Oh, okay. With Gene. He was one of okay. the young man. I was. I remember thinking. How cool is that? That kid just got to meet Tom Watson. Yeah. That, no, that's that raised he was. So. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of that, too, we, we talked about it here at Florence Country Club and all the changes with the golf course, obviously, and what have you. But what Paul Woodbury and, and the club has gotten behind him and the junior program out here again, so it's almost like the old Grant Bennett days, you know, where y'all, y'all pumping them out. Y'all got some players coming out of this place now. And that clubhouse over there is incredible. Oh, it's exciting. It really is. And I think we went a few years – you know, when I was gone and some of those years were thin yeah. uh, with junior golf. And um, I think Ben Ziegler and John Orr and Hayward um, King and uh, Stephen McKay and some of those guys all all got together. I, I was a little part of it, but, but there were guys that really stepped up to the plate, those other guys, and and um, helped build that facility. And and not just the facility, but bringing in Paul Woodbury, is, is, he's just re- Energize this whole the whole thing, and Sunny Slaughter was a big, a yeah, big, Sonny, big part of yeah, that too. You're right. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. this there's a few others throughout the state. I'm not trying to make you got mad. This is a good model for how to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when we get asked about junior programs and and how to do it and where they're growing it, and you know, give us some examples. And Florence is always the first example I give, and Florence is always the first example I hear of when other clubs are trying to do something. I mean, <laughs> it always refer about here. And, and like I said, you got to have the right situation, the unique situation 
the people involved and committed and behind it to do it. So it's not good. It's not it's not right for everybody. But right. boy, y'all made it work here. Well, it's been thank fun you. to watch. It's something I think that we're proud of, and I I think Ben got it early on with the and and John Orr and those guys about the history, and part of that fuels the future because if you think back on with Grant Bennett days, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Of course, I wasn't around, although I got my very first lesson from Grant Bennett when I was, yeah, um, out at Country Club South Did he try to jerk your belt loop off of your a, pants? He had a club in, in each pocket, and he and – he, and he, Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. He did the same yeah. thing to me. Yeah. I, he about yeah. broke my belt right off my pants. <laughs> well, it's the same. Yeah, it was the same lesson. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like my hip still bothers me from that day. But, um, but, but the history of that and what he did at that time and – I mean, bringing a U.S. junior here in 1963. Right. And, and uh, you know. Is that when Buddy won it? Was that here? No, he won it in Minnesota, I think, in 1958. Um, Help me. Did he not beat Jack Nicholas? Or did he beat him? He beat Jack was in the same I think event? Jack was in that same event, yeah. and they're the same age. Right. And they came out of high school the same year. And at some point in time, I don't know if he played Jack or Jack didn't make it to the final. Yeah. But it wasn't that he beat him, it was that he Jack he beat Jack in the tournament but not beat Jack in the head to head. Right, right, right. Which was so. jaw dropping for me as eighteen year old here in time. Like, yeah. right. <laughs> he he could he could still do it from what I hear. I haven't played with it. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we who, who are you playing golf with these days? Tom it was Thomas College. Who, are you up with? Who am I teeing up with? Well, one guy you talked to earlier today, I think. Jones. Yeah, yeah. So he and I go go at it a lot, and and I'm usually on the bad end of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing a state amateur champion, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. That's true. Yeah. So he probably puts so. a trophy in the buggy of his car in the background. <laughs> yeah, y'all got a good group. We right do. Here. We've got we've got a great group. Sunday is usually our big game day. And we get, we might get, you know, twenty to fifty guys out, and 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 we rotate around a little bit and play with different guys, and um, but but I usually somehow end up paying Greg money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. So I'm curious, why why did you move out to drawing farmland? Farmland, family yeah, farm family 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 farm. Okay which was one of the reasons we moved back to Florence at the time when my father had had health issues, he had passed away. And it was a farm that my great-grandparents had, um, and then my grandfather. And so we were forced with either to sell right. sell it or, or, to, or to move home, and the kids were four and two at the time. And so we felt, felt like it was a good opportunity for them to be here and Tabitha is from Spartanburg okay. so a little closer, a little closer. Um, but we moved from Mount Pleasant to a farm in Darlington that was a little adjustment I bet so a little adjustment yeah um, but it's been a great place for us and 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 the other big draw was the Florence Country Club that was the yeah. that was the real big draw for us to to move back I mean we love Charleston and love the golf courses there um, but coming home and to a place oh, like this great. was special. Yeah. It's a yeah. Great golf course. Fun to play. You are teed up here. What's he doing this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's he's got, got patience waiting. I got one in the chair right now. <laughs> I got one in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so full-time dentist. 
Full time. Full time dentist. Full-time. Can you be a part time dentist? I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, if you ask anybody else, they'll say we're all part time, right. but we're not. Well, now, dentistry had been a hard thing to get through during COVID when all the procedures, I mean, the medical procedures and everything was already what it was. But when you're in somebody's mouth and in their grill, and it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> yeah, get around the COVID precautions. Dentistry, yeah, it was, sure, certainly was. I mean, we were shut down for three months. Oh, okay, and um, just just treated emergencies only. Yeah, um, no cleanings or any of that kind of stuff. But it was hard to navigate through what was right, what was wrong, what you could do. Everybody was learning on the fly. Yeah. So we we just you know I mean we we basically try to have universal precautions, just like you know when AIDS came out and all yeah. those things, and you just try to. Huh. create enough barriers that you feel like you you could you know see patients with COVID or whatever you yeah. want to do right. well it's like you said universal precautions that's great to put it. I mean I, golf is not life threatening or what have you you know for what we did but in the golf industry we were all trying to do the same to you know make sure we were at least doing this, the minimums of, of what everybody was else trying to do as far as trying to run golf tournaments and all the things we look back on now that we just kind of I feel like over the top maybe a little bit but uh you know, it's what you had to do at the particular moment to, to get it to make it happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. So well, you're learning, learning as you go right. with those things. I mean, you think about the whole nine touching the flagstick. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Yeah. If you really think back to yeah. those those two or three months after everything broke loose, I mean, we did a lot of weird things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people didn't mind not raking the bunkers because yeah. still people are still I'm still having you, a hard time trying to. I'll tell the you, bunkers. the superintendents did not mind not having to put water out on the course. You know, the water coolers that you had to go fill up every morning that, that did not bother them. Let, let me real quick. I want to I want to thank you for your two years on the board for the SCGA and kind of following in your dad's footsteps and, and being a part of it and, and the, what we've done as far as our history and uh, I know it's been a strange kind of two years with COVID as we mentioned, but. Um, Paul's been at every one of the either by Zoom or person or whatever. So I appreciate you being well, a part of it and uh, being a, a voice for this area. Well, I appreciate you uh, allowing me to be a part of it, and I think it's extra special that when my dad was a part of it, your dad was a part of it. And yeah. Now it's you're a part of it, and I'm a part of it. So <laughs> we're following in our father's footsteps, and we learned, you know, how important the game is and what it teaches you about life. And, and, and giving back, so yeah, I appreciate it. Well, we're going to experience it together again this June because we got the junior championship coming here. That's right. And then uh, follow it right over to Grant Bennett. So uh, we'll be spending we'll be spending our our, lot of our time. time here together. Well, I'm so, excited. Well, it's good. Thank you, Doc. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate yes, you being a part of it with us. Thank y'all. All right. So this is a special. This is a special treat. I didn't think it was going to happen today. Mr. Buddy Baker. Buddy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Eddie? I'm great, man. Now, I want to say this is a true true. I probably haven't seen you since the year 2000, probably, if not before, 2001. It's probably. 99. Probably in the, well, probably 93, 94, somewhere around there. No, 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 no. It was 99. It's been a long time. It's, it has, yeah. yeah. So, it's a treat. Mm-hmm. Buddy, you won the U.S. Junior Amateur. Did you not? Yes, sir. What year? 1958. Where would you win it? St. Paul, Minnesota. Tell me about that. What do you remember about that? Uh, basically, about the only thing I can really remember about it would be two rounds. One round, I was getting killed. Okay. I was about three or four down with six to go, and I said, this is going to end quick if I don't do something. <laughs> <laughs> and I birded about two holes in a row, and then the fellow just fell apart. 
and I beat him on the first extra hole. Did you? And then and winning the tournament, the only thing I can really remember about the round is it on the 17th hole I was two up, and they had a putt that was no longer than a foot. He didn't give it to me, and I had to make it. And you made it. <laughs> and I made it. And now, did you travel out there with uh, John Orr and all those buddies? I mean, John Grant? was there. Uh, Billy Womack was there. Billy got beat by the same guy on the 19th hole. Wow. Semifinals. Man, mm-hmm. see, that was quite the crowd. And y'all hosted the junior amateur here at Florence, didn't you? Yeah, we've had the, uh, girls and boys okay. here in Florence. But you didn't win it when it was here? No, no. Uh-uh. I think when, it, when we had it here – I I was over the age then. Okay. So you became a lawyer. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh still a good golfer. Do you do you compete in the amateurs and you know I don't I quit playing in tournaments back in when I got out of college. Okay. Did you play I had college to go golf? to law school, then I went into the army and then get out and you have to start working and then your golf is over. So mm-hmm. and it, that's true. It, but hopefully most people hope come back to it. Mm-hmm. And you never lost your ability. When I worked here I started here in 95, and I left here <clears throat> roughly in 99. So, you were quite the player. Greg Jones told a story this morning how you shot 29 one time on the on front nine here uh-huh. and then made a turn and parred 10 and left because <laughs> you were mad you parred the easiest hole on the golf course. Yeah. Tell me about that. I, mean, I, I can remember that. I, 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 I Six or seven on there was something on the front nine, and it got through, and I said, I got to go somewhere. <laughs> they couldn't believe it. <laughs> we were playing one – just when Greg was a junior and, mm-hmm. and I was an employee here, we were playing one day, and mm-hmm. you joined in our game. Mm-hmm. And that's when we played a dollar – greenies, birdies, sandies, barkies. If you made a par off it, and you, you looked at me and you said, y'all pay a dollar if you hit a tree and make a par. That's the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he's – not really wrong on that, you know. No, uh uh-uh. All right, so there's another Buddy Baker, NASCAR Buddy Baker. Mm-hmm. And you told me a story one time. You got to meet him finally, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I met him. Uh, I started when I quit work here in Florence. I kind of semi-moved and went up to Pinehurst. And yeah. I didn't have any place to stay so I stayed in a motel. And for some reason, when I call somebody, I normally say, this is Buddy Baker. So I called this motel and said, this is Buddy Baker. Can I get a room for tonight? I said, yes, sir, Mr. Baker. You can certainly have one. You want your regular room? I said, oh, well, yeah, I reckon. And of course, I've never been up there. Right. So I'm checking out the next day. He said, Mr. Baker, you won't just put this on Baker Racing? I said, no, no. I think I'll pay cash this time. Oh, that's funny. And I saw Buddy about two months after that. And he was sitting in the lobby there, and I said, and I introduced myself to him, and he said, yeah, you the, you the race car driver, aren't you? <laughs> he said, uh, I get confused as being the golfer. Oh, that's too and good. And I, I told him I came up, and I said, I, I better not put it on your bill this time. No. no um, so let's, you mentioned Pinehurst, and, mm-hmm. and I said that's how – and I'm going to tell the story here. I've already told some other people, but – your name came up from the podcast, and I said, the only way I know how to get in touch with him is maybe call the Country Club in North Carolina because they called here when I worked here asking, looking for you, kind of before the cell phone days. And, you know, Buddy hung out. You hung out up here. You were, I guess, you were probably retired. Were you semi-retired? Yeah, well, I, well, I, I, I didn't retire. I quit. Okay. And then it, when What's I the quit, difference? nobody else around here quit, so I had to go somewhere to play golf. Right. So, why, why Pinehurst, why Country Club in North Carolina? It's a beautiful property. But oh, it's beautiful. You kind of split your time, you know, between the two? I spend time, a lot of time up there and a lot of time down here. Yeah. It's just how I feel at the moment. 
You had a daughter, didn't you? I got a daughter that uh, that lives here in Tanny? Florence. No. Uh, worked for Hope Health, and I got a son who works for Clarence Bank down in Manning. Okay, I never met the son. I think I did meet the daughter mm-hmm. once or twice. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, quite the player. You still playing golf? Play um, not as much as used to. Okay, uh, I play two or three times a week. I used to love to walk. Uh, my back won't let me walk anymore. Now you were definitely you carried your bag. You yeah. threw it on the shoulder yeah. when I knew I'd you. I carried it, and it's that's that's a fun way to play golf. Me right in the cart, not much fun. Right. I tend to lose interest when you carry your bag and walk, and you kind of keep up what the hell's going on. Well, who introduced you to golf? Uh, you know, I don't have a clue. Really? Um, I remember back when I started playing about 10 years old, and my mother, bless her heart, gave me an option. I could either work in the yard, pull weeds out of the flower bed, or go to the golf course. Yeah. I took the golf course, <laughs> and yeah. that's basically how I started. That's somewhat what Paul T. said earlier about mm-hmm. Paul Davis. You either yeah. can work on the farm or you can work at golf. And, yeah. And uh, Paul chose golf, I guess. Yeah. But, so who? Where, where's your favorite place you ever played golf? Favorite golf course. You ever played Augusta National? I played it one time uh, back in the 70s. It wouldn't be much fun now to play it because it can't hit the ball far enough right. to really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that golf course, Augusta National, the Olympic Club out in San Francisco, and – I like both of those courses at Country Club North Carolina. they got two courses, yes. and both of them are real good courses. Do you have some zoysia grass up there now? Didn't you all get some of that new fancy zoysia? Or am I thinking something we got, else? Yeah, they put zoysia in the fairways Yes, on one of the courses. Yeah, and I, I did a commercial for the company who supplied that grass, and that's we went to there to uh, shoot the, vi- the footage yeah. to show how good a grass it is. So, Ron Kelly, golf course superintendent there. You, yeah. you know Ron? Yep, yep. Living legend, great guy. Yeah, oh, he is. He is a great uh, guy. Yeah. Does a good job on that on those golf courses, too. Yes, he does. In fact, what's the name of the place he likes to hang out at? In fact, if I, when I get to Pinehurst, I always try and – it's not the Tater Barn. That's uh, Jack No, Nance's. that's uh, tater, not Tater Barn. It's uh, – I know we think about where everybody goes to have a drink. Yeah, after uh, work. But uh, – it, whenever I'm in Pinehurst, I always try. pop to me about as soon as we close out here. Speaking of, next two weeks from now, you got the. I'm not sure when this interview is going to air, but the Women's Open is coming up. Yeah, it comes up, yeah, a couple um, of weeks. Is that kind of – you get out of town for that? Is it too many people in town for you? Uh, Probably doesn't affect Not the really. CCNC. Uh, because I stay right there close to uh, CCNC and yeah. the property, and so it's not – it doesn't bother me much. Now, if you want to go out and eat when all those people get in, you're in trouble. Right. How did you not taint Webb Simpson? I'm sure you know Webb pretty well, yeah, don't uh-huh. you? You just stay away from him? Uh, or did you give him some Buddy Baker wisdom? I'm just kidding. You know that. Yeah. Uh, Webb, uh, he comes there. He's got a house at CCNC, mm-hmm. and he comes there a lot. He was there a couple of weeks ago with a bunch of his friends. Was he? He comes there and plays. I think he likes the dogwood course because it's long, and you got to hit cut shots and hook shots off the tee, and he likes the greens because you get a lot of speed to him. Okay. And uh, he actually thanks just before he won the U.S. Open. He said he came out and played out there Did he because really? he knew the greens were real fast at that time. Right. Uh, they and they usually are, aren't yeah, they? Oh yeah, they usually are. <laughs> Too fast for me. What kind of clubs are you playing with? What's you know right now? Right now, uh, well, right now in the trunk of my car, I've got a set of uh, tightless irons. I've got a set of. Uh, Callaway irons. I remember now. You were a fidgeter, weren't you? Yeah. And I got, what else? I, I must have four or five sets of clubs. You were a long putter? You used a long putter? Is that you right? used a long putter. 
Yeah. I got mad at them. They're no longer living in the trunk. They're in the garage. Oh, really? Yeah. Back to a short putter. I've, got, I've gotten it. I've aged a little bit. I don't throw them away anymore. I just put them in the garage. <laughs> here you. You've matured some, <laughs> yeah. I guess. So, uh, tell me some John Orr story. I want to hear some junior golf back in the day with Grant Bennett and the John Orrs and Billy Womax. Um, you know, we there was, you would think there's a lot of competition between us, but there really wasn't. Okay. We enjoyed playing with each other. Okay. And we always played together. We didn't try to kill each other, beat each other to death. We just went out there and played golf and had fun. Right. Uh, and improve, helped each other improve, though, did you not? I mean. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the competition between us made, yes. made us all get a little better. Right. Because John and Billy and then Don Griner. Yeah played with us and we all uh wanted to beat each other but we want, didn't want to kill each other yeah and so that that's competition every day even when we got on the putting green we'd have there'd be some kind of competition going on yeah uh, and that helps you no it does it well, does it helps that we it kind of goes other back than to, just out there you know, walk out there and take your bag and go out and play by yourself you're not going to learn anything there yeah. you got to have something to compete against yeah something to improve mm-hmm. yeah so uh there's a picture we have at the SCGA office. Not we, I'm not there, but the SCGA has of Grant Bennett and wearing jeans, and the whole left side of his pants are dirty as all get out. And I believe David said it was like a fundraiser where he tried to play as many holes as he could in a day, and he was jumping, and all that dirt was from jumping in the back of his truck ride. That was his golf cart for that day. Uh-huh. Do you remember anything like that? Uh, before he, I think that was before he got to Florence. Okay. He played. He had the record uh, at the time. He played. I can't remember now how many holes it was. Wow. 200 or 300 something holes okay. in 24 hours. Yeah. And just continue. I don't, shoot, I don't know how anybody could do that nowadays, but. No. That's, uh, you know, they're doing that 100 hole hike as a yeah. fundraiser, but. Yeah. He was uh, a great motivator. Uh, I, people asked me, said, was he a good teacher? I said, you know, I, I, I don't know because every one of the juniors around here had different swings. But every one of us wanted to play. And he could get you motivated to go out there and play. Yeah. Now, if you needed some help on your swing, he'd go out there and he'd say, well, let's try this and try that. And you'd get you right back into what you're supposed to be doing. Right. What uh, – the equipment's changed so much. And obviously, like we can tell, you're a tinkerer with mm-hmm. five sets of irons in the back. But <laughs> what do you think the biggest improvement is? you think it's a golf ball? It, uh, the, the grass golf conditions? Ball. The golf ball has got to be the biggest improvement yeah. because it goes so far now. Right. Uh, and, it's solid. and the clubs, they're making the clubs now where you can hit them further. Yeah. But that golf ball, if they don't do – well, you look at the courses now, they all of them 75, 7,800 yards long. I know. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, Nobody can play them except the pros. No. And uh, back when I was here, the Bellotta was a popular ball. Uh-huh. And you hit it a little thin, you'd end up with a smiley face on it. Oh, yeah. You, you hit it a little thin, you'd damn near cut it in half. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you don't really have that anymore. They're no. solid. You know, know, they're, just, they're nothing but rocks. They're glorified pinnacles is what I call them now. I, I remember you. years ago, you probably had Jack Buzzy. Yeah. I used to pick on Jack him because he started hitting pinnacle balls instead of the tightness. Okay. And I said, you're hitting a rock. Right. And that's what those balls are now. They're just rocks. So, Jack, he must have been 70s or 80s when I knew him. But he would shoot better than his age. Yeah, and he could shoot his man, age. He could shoot his age. That's the first man I ever heard do it. And mm-hmm. I know it's, that's a lifelong goal of mine. Uh-huh. And I probably can do it on nine holes. Now I'm 44, so I know I can do it on nine holes. But, 
Uh, be close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be close. You got to quit. But, um, he used to fuss at me. I smoked cigarettes. Al cut that crap out. I mean, he he was a great guy. I yeah, love Mr. Busby. Long time golf pro here, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When did you join Florence Country Club? Do you remember the year? You know, I don't remember. I started playing golf when I was 10. And so that had to be around 51. Okay. And when I joined it myself, I didn't officially join myself, so I got out to service. Okay. Which was 72. Yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. What kind of law did you practice? I did uh, trial work. Ooh, that's heavy it's stuff, just, isn't it? Uh, well, it, it's enough to wear on your mind after I would a while. think. Uh, I've done some video work for lawyers and, and mm-hmm. not depositions, but other kind of emotional videos. And I don't know how you can hear the stories and deal with it. Just let it slide off your back. I get depressed each time I film one of those things. But uh, Perry Mason, did you, did he inspire you? Uh, no, uh, I didn't do I I didn't do that kind of a trial work. I did what what they call civil trial. Okay, automobile wreck, work comp claims, and that thing. Gotcha, gotcha. It didn't get into the criminal side because that could really be a hassle. Yeah, no, that's why. Okay, I thought we were talking criminal. So your real name's Gordon. Let's talk about that real quick. But you go by Buddy. How'd you get the name Buddy? Uh, my sister always claimed, and people have told me that my Grandmother had two dogs. One of them was named Buddy, and my sister couldn't pronounce Badger the way she wanted to, so she just started calling me out Buddy after the dog. Okay, <laughs> so it's not an alias. I mean, no, okay. it is. no. Because she named me. Uh, she says it after the dog, but I don't know. <laughs> I hear you. So yeah, I mean, because it comes up officially as Gordon, you know, yep. but uh, mm-hmm. obviously it's Buddy. What's one of your uh, favorite golf memories you have of any time? One, maybe one of the funniest things you've seen or maybe an, a, a heartening, a lightning moment that made you feel good? Uh, I know you winning the U.S. Junior is probably tough to top. but You know, I don't know. I, that'd be, I had to think a little while right. before I could answer something like that. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, How about a piece of advice for any uh, anybody who's getting started in the game of golf? That you would be I'd, a great I'd, one to give advice My from. advice would be, just to swing the club back the way your body wants to swing it. Everybody's body's different. And nobody can swing the way I do because my body's made up this way. Uh, but swing the club the way your body wants you to swing and enjoy what you're doing. So, Buddy was not in this room. This happened four hours ago. We are interviewing Paul Woodbury, who does a great job teaching here. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, you know what's your philosophy in teaching and and he basically said well everybody's body's different so it's about getting you know getting the club square with your swing mm-hmm. and, and which is i just think it's fitting the way it came out your mouth basically saying the same thing and it wasn't you and paul had talked about it have you no yeah so that's just natural wisdom yep yeah I, you know i see so many people to get out there and they try to do this and try to do that on a swing i saw this young kid and daddy his daddy up in pinehurst and kid was 12, 13 years old. If you recall not long ago, Tiger came out with this damn thing, but you had to squat down at the ball. Uh-huh. Came into it, and he was trying to get his son to do that. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the world can somebody take a club back in two or three seconds and do what he thinks he's trying to tell his son to do? There's no way you can do that. Right. 
you take the club back and you sh- move your weight from your right side, from your left side to your right and back to your left. Yep. And have your hands or your body want the club go. Don't do that Hogan stuff, pronate and ronate and procrastinate <laughs> and all that stuff. You'll never hit the ball. Um, I, I can't tell you how much I've missed you, man. <laughs> I've, I've missed you. Give me a good Jimmy Finkley, Rocky Pierce, some characters from when you used to play around here. You got a good story on those guys? Man, only, uh, Jimmy Finkley, was, he, he about the best, one of the best ball strikers in amateur yeah. I've seen in a long time. He could take his drive and say, where you want it? Left center, right center, middle, where? He could put it there. Right. And part of he could put the eyes out of yeah, the, the one I think is the best ball striker I have ever seen in my entire life, looking at all the pros, Tiger included, okay. was Bob Boyd. Yeah, his name's He could today. hit the ball better than anybody I've ever seen hit it. He had uh, a little bit of, I, I call it worms in his head on putt. Okay. And he's like me. I, if I miss that first three foot, I'm history. I'm not going to make another one. Right. And he was that same way, but he hit every shot up there three feet. <laughs> <laughs> when he stands for 150 yards back, he says, go in the hole. He means it. Right, right. <laughs> he meant it to go because it was going to be that close. Man. I played with him one time out there, and he hit a ball on one, about two feet from the hole, birdie. Two was about three feet and birdie. Three was about four feet and birdie. Four, he knocked it about five feet and missed a putt. He says, I can't putt, and went in. <laughs> said, Maybe that's where you learned it from. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've seen him during the Pro-Am days. I saw him hit some really good shots out here. And then went to web.com or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I've Tour. always said if they would have given him one tournament on the PGA Tour, he'd win 10, 11 a year. Yeah. He, would, he, would have, oh, he just needed that one tournament. The breakthrough. To, to get that confidence on putting. He says, I'm better than these guys. Right. Because he'd go down to play in the local stuff. Well, yeah, kill them around here. The Carolinas and even yeah, the because he knew national, he was better than they were. I mean, he won the national club pro championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he knew he was better than these local guys. But yeah. he got out on the tour. He just couldn't quite convince himself that he was better than they were. Right. I, for example, I give you I, maybe ten or fifteen years ago, I went and tried to qualify for the. I think it was a senior. Can't remember now. That's a senior moment. <laughs> That's right. It must <laughs> have been the senior. I got there, and I, I, I did qualify. I had, I think, a 72 or 73, missed it by a couple of shots. And on the way back home, I said, now, what was the difference between that round and the rounds when you were playing good? I said, the difference was when I went to qualify for a tournament, a junior tournament, yeah. U.S. junior tournament, it wasn't a matter of whether or not I was going to qualify. It's whether or not I was going to be medalist. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to beat them. Right. That's cool. And I got up there, and that wasn't my mindset. Yeah. My mindset, I was up there trying to qualify. Right. Instead of going up there and saying, I'm going to qualify, just whether or not I'm going to be medalist. <laughs> right, right. And that's, you know, that's, a, that's a difference in your mind playing yeah. golf. You've got to think that you're good. Yes, you do. You might you not be have good, but you've got to at least think it. Self-belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever play any senior tournaments, any USGA stuff? No. Okay. The closest I got to play for, for the – I tried to qualify for the U.S. Open one time, made the first round, and got beaten, lost in, in the second. Chris Patton, uh, do you remember Chris Patton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he won the U.S. Amateur, obviously. And mm-hmm. uh, when he turned 50, they granted him a U.S. Senior Open exemption, or 55, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And they called him out to blue, and he was 
or maybe Larry Penley told him, so you know you're going to get this call whenever. Mm-hmm. And he and Chris, I ain't playing, you know. And, and, but his son <laughs> talked him into it, and he used it as an opportunity for him and his son to go. Mm-hmm. He can't, his son, Caddy yeah. Foreman's son, mm-hmm. playing at Clemson now, Colby. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of golf here in South Carolina. A lot of it's come through Florence to the Junior Invitational. Mm-hmm. Did you play in that? Was that – did you get to play – because Grant started it. Did he not, the Florence Junior Invitational? He started – yeah, that started that. Did you get to play in it ever? The Junior Invitational? You, yeah. Oh, yeah, I played that uh, – I started playing that when I was about 12, 13 years okay. old. Okay. That's the longest-running junior boys tournament in South Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they're still hosted here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, this year they're hosting the state junior championship as well. So, yeah. it's going to be a couple weeks back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good event, good golf course. One of my favorite golf courses. I still love playing here. I, I like this golf course. I wish it was back to where it originally was. I never saw the original. And the original was, was uh, well, it's, it was different because they had to take where the practice ring now was the six no, hole. Right. He came down from the swimming pool and he came back up towards the parking lot. That was number six. Well, the. Uh, it didn't have to have a swimming pool back in the parking lot. Right. But he couldn't do that, so decided, well, they're going to move the swimming pool down there, and that's what to do that, and then uh, change right. around, and they changed several holes around. Like the first, the first, the tenth hole now, yep. you go to the left of the that trees down there, mm-hmm. where at before the tenth or whatever hole, I can't remember which hole it was now, but you went to the right of those trees and came into the sixteenth green. Really, dog leg left, and if you didn't hit, it had trees lined down. If you didn't hit a good tee shot, you either went into the woods on the left, or you uh, got where you had to duck hook it in there or something. And I crazy. thought it was, a, it was a super hole. Man, uh, that's interesting. I knew that, that was before my time. The yeah. routing. Oh this. yeah, that, they changed. They started changing this back in, I'm gonna say the '60s. Okay, yeah. Now the pool was still in this parking lot though when I got here. Yeah. It, it might might have still 17. been. Then they moved it. They moved it down there, and then that's when they took out that hole. Yes, the hole came right into the almost where that uh, teaching center is. That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, do you know? Just pop quiz for you because I do know the answer. Do you know how many acres? How many acres do you think this is? Hundred twenty-three, hundred twenty-five. I'm not I, sure. I want to say it's like eighty-four, eighty-five. Yeah, it's but a little could, more than that. I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, maybe the golf that's, course. That's course. swamp land, too, and you get back in there. Yeah, maybe just a golf course. Yeah, uh, yeah just probably so. Because I was – I just it, – It's packed in here. Exactly. It is crammed. Yeah, um, it's packed in here. Bill McDonald, coach of USC, they were years ago talking about building a facility, and he had so much land to work with, and and this is one of the kind of places he thought about in his mind, you know, how crammed it is, and mm-hmm. you keep that, keep that yeah. space in there. But it's a great golf course, par 70. Part yeah. 71. 71, part, I 71, think. 71, yeah. 71. Um, extra par three on the front nine. Yeah. I, I, I tell everybody it's the hardest 6,500-yard yeah. golf course you'll play. No doubt. That's been a topic today. I mean, you can find yourself in the wrong position on these greens. And oh, yeah. If you, if you miss a green and you short side yourself, the best thing you do is chip and give yourself a 10-footer. Yeah, just best. go ahead and get you. Try not to make a double book. Right. Just try <laughs> give yourself a you chance. You try to knock it real close. You're gonna miss the green, uh, scull it over, and then you're gonna end up with a double bogey. Yeah, and when you knew me 25 years ago, I wasn't smart enough to do that. I, <laughs> now I know. Learn where to miss it. You know what I mean. So, well, buddy, any words of wisdom you want to give before we get out of here? Any words of wisdom you want to share? Because uh, you got not it a all. thing. 
enjoy yourself and enjoy life. That's, You're not guaranteed another day. You're not. Always remember that. And you I was, could be gone tomorrow. And what you want to do, enjoy it. Be nice to everybody. Don't get upset with people and live a good life. That's good. You know, we always ask people for a piece of advice before we leave. And, and coming from Buddy, that is true. And uh, he means it. And I've seen your demeanor, you know, I've seen you exemplify that behavior. So, Thank you, sir. Man, thank you. It's been a pleasure. So good catching up with you again. Thank you very much. Appreciate thank it. You, buddy.